happy Saturday, everyone. This is JJ with Eat and Ascend. And I finally did it. Edited a podcast I did with my friend, Lucy Call. Lucy is a fellow dietitian who I met via Instagram and then had the honor of meeting her in real life in November at one of Tony Stephan's uh, nutrition coaching retreats. And Lucy was one of those people that as soon as I met her, I knew that her and I would get along very well. Uh, she's got a great perspective on food and mindfulness, and we talked about meditation, we talked about being present, and we talked about what mindful eating is and why it might be important, especially right now. And this was recorded, oh my goodness, almost a month ago now, on March 22nd. So I hope you enjoy, and then stick around after this episode, because Lucy did a wonderful body kindness meditation that I'm going to release as an additional episode. And I was super excited to talk to Lucy, so I cackled quite a bit, and I was a bit shrieky at times. Sometimes I forget when I get a little too excitable. Um, It's not great for you listeners. Um, But without further ado, Lucy Nice Chat. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you today? (laughs) I mean, honestly, all things considered, feeling very grateful, feeling very fortunate, um, and also so excited to have you on here. Me too. I'm so excited to talk to you, and I'm so honored to be here. I'm just, I'm so excited. I listened to the first episode, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta get on here, even though that was like after we talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Like, I know I kind of shared with you yesterday, but like, I'm just winging it. I, I wanted to start this for a while, and it's just time to do it. And I know it's going to be good for me to have this project and to, you know, be able to have these awesome conversations with people such as yourself. So yeah, no, I'm just grateful to have you, have you a part of it. And I do not think I've interviewed anybody since I was interviewing frontline colleagues for my food service department. So interview skills might be a little rusty, but we're going to, we're going to rock with it. (laughs) It'll be great. It'll be great. (laughs) Okay, Lucy. So, uh, I think I've been following you. I think I've been on your mailing list since you were still in college. I don't know how I found you way back in the day, but you definitely weren't a dietitian yet. I don't even think you had graduated. So I guess just tell me a little bit about you and and yourself and kind of like what you're up to these days. Yeah, well, thank you. Honestly, I do remember that because you're the only person on the email list who was like a name that wasn't a name. It was like, you're eating a send. And I was like, who is this person? I was like, they're they're so official and they're following me. (laughs) And then only like in the past year, did I like put a name or a face to the name? And I'm so glad I did. But basically I am now a dietitian and um, I help people heal their relationship to food so that they can actually eat and live in the way that they want to, in a way that feels powerful for them. And long story short, like when I was in college, I like halfway through my first year of college, I was like, oh, I'm going to do something around food. And so I transferred schools, was on track to be a dietitian. And a lot of it came from this negative body image and me wanting to know the answers of nutrition and wanting to figure out how I can be the smallest possible, like all those things that seem really cool and flashy about nutrition. And luckily when I transferred schools, I had to wait a year before I could start nutrition classes just based off of like very specific things. And um, I, I applied to become a health coach. It was like nothing anybody was telling me to do. It was like a completely independent program from my college. 
but it was wonderful because I learned this beautiful holistic approach to health and I could talk about it for days and days and days but the beautiful part of that was a I learned how to support my health from all different perspectives like mental physical emotional all the things which I think are so important about health um, and it honestly really healed my relationship to food and I didn't know that I needed it and so when I went into my nutrition school and became a dietitian I already came in with the eyes of health at every size and intuitive eating. And so from that moment, I was really, I was still working on it because it takes a long time to become an intuitive eater and kind of unlearn diet rules, especially when you're going through nutrition school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, but basically throughout that time while I was going through college, I was coaching people. So I had, I was doing a lot of what you do, JJ, of um, just habit-based coaching. But the thing that I loved was I was teaching people like meditation and all these things that people like don't really know, but I think makes a huge impact on health. And so I was really excited to then be able to officially bring nutrition into it with, um, you know, becoming an RD. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, that's, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I asked you to, to, to well, you were the first person I reached out to, but um, one of them being the fact that I know you have a daily meditation practice and I have a daily meditation practice and I started, it was last April. So it's been almost a year now. And I mean, it's still a work in progress. Like sometimes I feel like I kind of get into like check the box mode where it's like, oh, I got to meditate today. So like I do it for two minutes and check that box and it's not super mindful and it kind of defeats the purpose of having a, a daily meditation <laughs> practice. So, you know, it, like you said, it's, it's a work in progress, even still being a dietitian for, for five years, I'm still constantly working on my habits, working on my relationship to food and really working on my mindfulness and, and being aware. And, you know, people say like, you know, be present and, it, and it's a, it's a, it's a catchy, you know, catchy buzzwords, but I, I really do firmly believe that that being present and being fully engaged in, in what you're doing, whether it be eating or meditating or, or working, um, or even just talking to you right now, like, like we're, we're chatting, my phone isn't near me, I'm fully immersed in this. I think, I think being present right now, given what's going on in this world, is, is going to be very, very important. You know, obviously needing to reflect on kind of what the future holds, but also still continue to kind of bringing my mind back to the present. So I just, I just love your philosophy. Um, I have a lot to learn from you and I, and I already have learned a lot from you. I played, I played softball at Cornell. And so for majority of my life, why I ate was to like get bigger and stronger and feel myself for softball. And so I've always kind of had that like athlete perspective. I'm not the most mindful eater. And sometimes I eat for um, like, instead of, instead of kind of really stepping back and thinking, what do I want to eat right now? It's like, well, I need X, Y, Z. So I'm going to have that instead of really truly honoring what, what it is that I might be craving or, or wanting at that time. So, but yeah, so you mentioned, so you mentioned mindful eating and intuitive eating for those out there who might not know kind of what that is. Can you give us kind of like a quick synopsis of, you know, what is mindful eating? Um, like, what does it mean to you? I guess. So mindful eating and intuitive eating are separate things. Um, mindful eating, I view as a tool basically to be more present with your food. And it's really helpful along your journey to become an intuitive eater and cultivating intuitive eating. And our mutual friend, Claire, she describes intuitive eating as the way that we would eat if we weren't taught diet rules, if we didn't have diet culture. So it's really tuning into your body and 
really honoring your hunger cues, your cravings. And I love to take it even further of like, what were your childhood foods? Like <laughs> what foods bring you pleasure? What foods bring you joy? Because when we are told this, these foods are good, these foods are bad, it discounts all of that knowledge that's within your body. And everybody has a different body. Like I have different preferences from you, but if we're not mindful, we can't tune into that and we can't access that information. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think mindful eating is really important. And I actually really want to share it. The reason that it's really important is because a lot of times when we're not mindful, we're operating like under fear or just some sort of beliefs that maybe aren't true and we don't want to believe. But if we're not mindful, we just don't know it. And so especially when it comes to intuitive eating, sometimes we'll have food rules that we're operating under or food fears. And so when we're mindful, we're able to say, oh, I think that carbs are bad. Do I need to believe that? <laughs> Yes. But if we're not mindful, we don't realize it. But I want to tell you the story of how I really got into um, meditation because it's crazy and I think you'd appreciate it. I was a volleyball player from high school and in college, before I started my meditation practice, I've always known about it, but I was never a regular. Like I just grew up with my family kind of being like, woo woo, like I was doing yoga from like, (laughs) from like middle school, basically. So I was like already into it, but I never had a practice. Like I was never like amazing at it. And I remember in volleyball, I was always like good enough to be on a good team, but I was never like the best player. And I started meditating every single day. It was like the New Year's thing. It was like, literally it was like January 1st for like three weeks. I meditated every day. And I remember I finally had this experience when I was playing volleyball with my club team. And I felt all the negative fears and beliefs that I ever believed about my volleyball abilities. I was like one position is setter. And I was always a terrible setter because I was new to the game relatively towards like compared to a lot of girls. And I remember I'd always be like, oh my God, this is going to be a bad set. This is going to be a bad set. And I remember I finally got to the point where my meditation practice had built up enough that I could see and hear and be aware of those negative beliefs. And I literally like had this experience of letting them just like roll down my back. Like I physically felt the negative thoughts rolling down my back and my fears of like, oh my God, they're going to judge me because I'm going to double touch this one and it's going to be bad. Like all these things. (laughs) And literally I played the best I've ever played. And I share this with all the athletes that I know because literally it was like that mind, like the mindlessness and the fears. I was focusing on that. I wasn't focusing on what I needed to in the moment. And it was incredible. Like I played so well because I was just mindful of the fears and negative beliefs, which is crazy. And then I tore my ACL and then I couldn't actually oh, no. play anymore. So like I couldn't really put it to good use. <laughs> oh no. Oh, Lizzie, you just took me so high and then came I came crashing down. No, but that's awesome. No, I love that so much. And like I think yeah. about I think about me like in college stepping into the batter's box thinking, I hope I don't swing at a rise ball. I hope I don't strike out. I hope I can lay down this bunt. I hope I don't pop out. I think about all these these fears instead of just focusing on driving the ball up the middle. Like instead of just focusing yes. on the controllables. Oh, I love it. Right. And I, and I think that even if we're not athletes anymore, even if, oh, even if you did tear your ACL and even if I'm, I'm washed up and graduated, you know, these fears creep in wherever we are. They creep in. I, I, I think about, am I, am I serving my clients well enough? Am I being a good enough coach for them? Am I, am I performing well enough in my full-time job? So instead of letting those negative thoughts creep in, Letting them, I love that wash off your back and, and focus on the focus on the controllables. I love mm-hmm. it. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. And I love it because it really directly applies to food because a lot of times when we have like fears around food or especially habits, you probably know this. It's like focus on what you want to bring in. So a lot of times like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But you're just reaffirming it in your mind. So instead of being like mindful and saying, oh, I want to drink more water instead of like 
not drinking soda. Exactly. It's, it, it's so applicable to our food and we have fears about how we eat or how our bodies are going to be. Or like, am I not going to have time to work out this week? It's like, how am I going to make time to work out this week? Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And one thing I say on every discovery call, you know, I explain a little bit about my philosophy and how my program works. And, you know, I firmly believe there are no good or bad foods. And then I, and I say, we are going to focus on what, what are you adding and not subtracting? If somebody comes up to me and they're like, well, I want to not eat sweets this week. I'm going to say, well, can we shift that in a way that's more positive? Instead of saying, what aren't we going to have? Instead of taking something away, what are we going to add? Are you going to add a fruit? Are you going to add a vegetable? Are you going to add a 10 minute walk every day? Um, and I think that's really important. I think it takes it, it takes from a negative mindset to that, to that positive mindset. Yes. I love it. I love it. And I think that's a really good jumping point into like a little bit more of a deep dive into mindful eating. Please want to go there. Yes. Well, no. and I want, well, before you start, I just wanted to tell you, so about my very not mindful Oh, yes. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So, so I am my, I'm, I do nutrition coaching on the side and my full-time job is a, is a a tech company connected to the healthcare industry. So we were absolutely slammed this week, um, trying to support our clients, trying to support, you know, everything going on with, with COVID-19 and all the uncertainty. So, you know, helping hospitals plan for their emergency meals, you know, making sure they're all squared away. And I'm so grateful for a, the fact that I was already 100% remote, like I was already working from home since November, four and a half months ago as a food service director at a hospital. Like Lucy, I can't even imagine the stress that, that my hospital is under right now. Um, so I'm, I'm so blessed to be as busy as I am and so grateful to be as busy I, as I am because it's kind of helping me stay focused on that. Instead of focusing on what is it going to look like a month from now, I'm just like, okay, let me get through today and then let me get through tomorrow. But with that being said, I... I did not have any meals planned or prepped last week. On three different occasions, my lunch was I ran downstairs, I got a protein shake, and I ate a Cliff Bar. And it was like kind of gross. I didn't love it, but I didn't make time to, I, I didn't plan. I'm, I'm usually really good about planning my breaks and planning my meals. Um, and I just, I didn't make it a priority last week and, and it showed. And this week, I'm, you know, I did some, I did some, I made some oatmeal last night and I did some prep for this upcoming week, but I would love, I want to implement what you're about to say right now in my, in, in next mm. week. So like, you know, explain a little bit more about mindful eating and, and some ways that I can, you know, institute these immediately, like starting today, I want to, I want to, you know, make a kind of a commitment to, to you and the world here to, to, to focus on, on being more mindful. Yes. Well, thank you. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I think it's something that's so important that like people will look up to us and maybe like, I don't know, put us on the pedestal and say, oh, you're perfect. And like, we're not perfect. The reason that we know what to teach is because we ourselves live it. And so we know what to do. It's like, oh, I've done this. This is how I messed up. Let me help you not do the same mistakes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, so I love that. And so, you know, kind of transitioning more into mindful eating, mindful eating and just mindfulness. It's about being present in the moment. And letting go of fear, letting go of all other thoughts that are taking you out of the present moment, which can sound really broad and esoteric and like, what does that mean? <laughs> but really what it means is letting yourself be in the present moment where we're not living from fear or any other anxiety, because as soon as you start to have a thought, usually it takes us out of the present moment because mm -hmm. you're either living in the past or you're living in the present. I mean, in the future, not the present. We want to be in the present. <laughs> and the thing about also mindful eating, it's about being observant and not putting subjective thoughts onto objects or situations. So one of the things I love about mindfulness and mindful eating is it sounds like 
maybe there's not a ton of it, but like number one, being curious instead of judging. So maybe letting it go to like, I'm not going to judge myself. Last week I was trying my best, you know, like I was doing a really good, I was doing the best I could. It was really hard. No one's done this before. Like no one's had a like global pandemic, like, <laughs> right. So the first thing and the, the way that we can, you know, use this is like, number one, forgive yourself for everything that happened in the past. You're trying your best. And how can we get curious about it? Like, how can you make different choices this week based off of last week? But we can't actually get to that step of how can I learn from maybe last week's like quote unquote failures. Like we can't get that knowledge and that <laughs> learning experience if we're judging ourselves. Mm -hmm. So first of all, being curious. And so being present in the moment, what I always like to say, it's like, how would you describe what's happening to someone who's not there? Like if I were eating some food and you guys can't see this, but JJ and I are actually like on a Zoom call, we can see each other face to face. But if I were eating a meal and I were going to try to describe it to you, like, what would I say? And so what I find is like tapping into that curiosity as if you were experiencing something for the first time, it helps you be in the moment. Like, wow, like why is asparagus that green? Or like, what kind of green is it? Is it like a really vibrant green? Or is it like one that's like kind of like, ugh, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> It helps us be in the moment versus, oh my God, should I be eating asparagus? Is asparagus good or bad for you? Like, is this going to make my pee smell weird? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it always right. makes me feel so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So as soon as you start to have those thoughts, like it's, it's taking you out of the present moment, which is why I love tapping into curiosity because like, it's easy to make jokes about asparagus, but especially with foods of like, I really want to enjoy this chocolate right? Or, you know, all I have is a protein shake right now. And like, how am I going to enjoy this protein shake? Even though maybe it's not the best thing, it's what I have. How can I enjoy it the most as I can right now in this moment? So I love it. And the other part about being curious versus judgmental, it's about dropping labels of good or bad on food. Because I like to tell this to people, like, if I were just to describe you as a good person, I would be missing out on so many qualities that make you amazing. Like you're a leader, you're driven, you're clear, like you're funny. Like there's so many oh. great things about you, JJ. Stop, <laughs> stop. No, keep going. <laughs> oh, and you're, no, you're right, <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. We do the same. If we did, if we did the same thing with food, we would be missing out on all of the things that food provides us and the different qualities that we have for food. So if mm -hmm. you just stop at good or bad, like that is doing a great disservice to food. I love that. As well as yourself. I love that. So uh, that's what I love to say. It's like being curious and being truly present with your food. Like, yeah, maybe some foods are on like a little bit less nutritious than other foods, but you know, as like asparagus can provide you fiber and like water, it'll make you feel good. Right. Chocolate is a little bit more substantial. It's going to make you feel full it's maybe going to make you feel amazing. Maybe you bring you back to some like childhood memories. Like there's so many things. Plus it has antioxidants, but like, there's a lot of different things. So it's like when you can be present and when you don't operate out of fear and all these, like, should I eat this? Should I not? You can make the choice that's best for you in your body in that moment. Absolutely. I love that. Which is like a lot, but <laughs> I could talk about mindful eating forever. Um, and so sometimes like being present, it's just like kind of like stating the obvious and it's like things are always there. Those qualities of food, like they're always there. It's just, can we clear our minds enough to be able to observe ourselves as we experience food and be truly present with that food? Mm -hmm. That's kind of like the what of mindful eating. Yeah. 
I mean, kind of going back to meditation, like there's like this misconception out there that, well, meditation is clear in your mind. It's like, no, meditation is how I practice. It's, you know, I focus on my breath and I don't count my, my, I don't count my breath because I get really fixated on the number. So I just, you know, think in and out. And then you are always going to have a million thoughts. And it's about just kind of recognizing, oh, that was a thought. Let me bring it back to my breath. Mm -hmm. There's another thought. Let me bring it back to my breath. So it's kind of the meathead in me. It's like, it's like the, the mental reps, or it's like, it's like exercise mm -hmm. for your brain and same thing. So I, I need to just kind of take that perspective to my eating as well. So instead of, you know, being like, okay, let me scarf down this lunch really quickly because I have a meeting in 10 minutes. I can think, let me sit here. Let me enjoy how perfectly I cook these eggs and how the yolk is all nice and runny. And oh my goodness, I love to top it with a little bit of cilantro. It gives it some color. It gives it some awesome flavor. So really bringing myself to that present moment. And when my mind eventually does shift from the food to whatever is going on in the world, coming back to that food. So I love that. I'm, I'm definitely going to, I, I think I can, I think I could take some of that and, and actually implement it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When you boil it really down simply, it's about bringing your awareness into your body and out of your mind. Yeah. That's really what it's about. I love it. Yeah. And like the reason I tell people, there's actually some really compelling reasons to practice mindful eating but one is more satisfaction like literally you'll be more satisfied with that food like you're gonna have 10 minutes to eat it regardless but if you pay more attention to it you're probably going to enjoy it more absolutely and so yeah that's really like that part is really cool and compelling and also literally when you practice mindfulness like the practice of being present in the moment and actually having like a forceful exhale it turns on your rest and digest system so it turns off that stress system the flight or fight and literally more blood is devoted to your gut you're able to like have more awareness towards your body in the more not uh the the systems not devoted towards like survival yeah i'm saying so more like non-essential quote-unquote things like digestion so literally you can get better nutrition by simply breathing before you eat because you can absorb nutrients better, you can digest better, and you'll be more satisfied, and you'll be able to be in better tune with your hunger cues. Remember that you did a webinar a while ago, and I mm -hmm. think I was uh, I was on it. And what what was the exercise you said uh, to do like before you eat? Was it two deep breaths or three deep breaths? What was it? Yeah, three deep breaths. Three deep breaths. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Like so next week, or <laughs> this starting today, my goal for the next week, I'm going to take three full deep breaths before every meal. I'm gonna write that down before I forget. Yes, I love it. I love it. Awesome. Keeping um, it simple, writing it down. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I and I, I I um I set goals every week just like my clients do. And I also I set I share them with my clients. We have a little Slack like, you know, hashtag weekly goals channel that I share mine on and encourage them to share share theirs on. Um I, I think there's absolutely power in community, especially right now, more than ever. So I try to be open. Lucy and I were talking before we actually hit record here. You know, I try to be open and honest about the fact that like, yes, we're dietitians, but we are certainly not perfect. I have habits I'm working on. I have things I'm struggling with. Um, we all do. And I think being open and honest about those, I, I think it's really, really instrumental and important. I agree. Um, all right. So if people want to find you, where can they go? Mm, okay. So I hang out mostly 100% <laughs> on Instagram. So my handle is at Lucy call underscore R D. Okay. L-U-C-Y-C-A-L-L. -L. 
underscore rd my name is really simple people always look like oh like how do you spell calm like it's just like the phone (laughs) (laughs) um so that's mostly that's where you can find me um i'm very active in my facebook group as well yes lucy's food fam I'm, I'm a member there. If you guys are on Facebook, look up Lucy's Food Fam. It's awesome. She, she has built an awesome community there. Also, you can find her on Spotify. She's got a few. She's a singer as well. Um, Lucy is just all around an awesome human. So Lucy Call on Spotify. Uh, she, you, can, you can see some of her stuff there. Thank you. And I just want to thank you so much for your time. I'm going to, I have to pee again. So I'm going to wrap this up. Don't hang up because what, what Lucy is going to do is um, she has graciously also agreed to do a little guided meditation. So this will be kind of two parts here. I'll, I'll release this as, as one episode talking about mindfulness, and then we'll have an awesome Lucy-led guided meditation. So Lucy, thank you so much. I will be right back. <laughs> Yay. Woo-hoo. Thank you, JJ. <laughs> all right. All right. For real, I'll, I'll be, be right back. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. I'll be here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to the sixth episode of the Eat in a Sun podcast. I appreciate everyone's support and all of you who are sticking through to the end and listening to this outro here. If you could please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening on it right now, whether it be Apple or Spotify or Stitcher, it would be really awesome if you could subscribe. I will tag Lucy in the show notes. I'll also tag her Instagram um, and her um, Facebook group. And I'm actually looking at an email from Lucy right now. And she is running a virtual Better Body Image workshop. This will be Saturday, April 25th, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. So if you are interested in attending that workshop, please shoot her DM on Instagram. Uh, That's mainly where she hangs out. And I'm sure she would love to love to have you but lucy thanks so much for joining and everyone thanks so much for listening i went to the bathroom too you're good (laughs) i was like i'm about to lead a meditation if i have to pee this is gonna be bad (laughs) well i um i like i have like the bladder of a baby it's like i feel like i'm constantly dehydrated because i just constantly have to use the restroom um (laughs) Or you're just doing a stellar job at hydrating yourself. I don't know. My, my wife's like a camel. <laughs> She's always dehydrated too, but she can like drink like three liters of water and then like three hours later have to go. Um, we were in a, we were doing yin yoga the other day mm. and like, I love it. It's amazing. Oh, it's the best. Um, I literally had to disrupt the entire class of like 30 people the other day though. And like <laughs> go to the bathroom and then come back. I was like unbearable. I like couldn't stop yeah. thinking about how bad I had to go. That's so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like you're sitting here for like three minutes in each pose. Uh-huh. Like oh, God. And then it's like too much awareness. Like, yeah, it was like a hip opener. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> That's so um, funny. Okay. All right. So I'm going to put myself on mute because I'm a loud breather. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and right. whenever you're ready, take it away. Okay. So.